0: It's Saturdays with Dickerson and Hood. Jonathan Hood, Jeff Dickerson on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We talked a lot about the NBA bubble, Jonathan, and how successful that's been thus far in Orlando. They're having similar success in Canada with the NHL bubbles in Toronto uh, and Edmonton. Uh, Kristen Shilton is our TSN Maple Leafs reporter. Uh, she is in the bubble in Toronto. She's with us now on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Kristen, thank you so much for giving us some time this weekend. So, so what's it like in the bubble? How strict are, are these protocols that you and the players have to follow?
1: Well, the the media and the players were kind of in uh, two different areas of the bubble. The, the players are in a much more restricted, um, very closed off sort of area. Uh, they have um, covered walkways and uh, you know only certain places that they're allowed to eat. Everything has to be coordinated in advance. They get bused out to um, a sports field. Uh, that for some of them is about you know about 10 kilometers away from where they are. They get bused over there so they can sort of run around outside in a, uh, an enclosed environment. And then they have to get back on the bus and stay in that uh, contained area. So it's, it's very, very restrictive. There's not a lot of freedom, not a lot of outdoor time uh, for them. Just a lot of, uh, you know, they're just spending a lot of time in the hotel or they're at the practice rink, but not much else going on. For them and then for media, we're uh, allowed on a different level of the arena from where they are. Uh, We have to be following very strict temperature checks and social distancing requirements and wearing masks all the time and and you have to leave and come only at your designated time. So it's very, very strict. But so far, I think they've conducted over a hundred or sorry, over a thousand COVID cases so far uh, and they have not had any positive tests. So, so far, so good.
0: Christian, I want you to take us on a tour of the bubble setup. What is it like? Lead us in and tell us what it's like to be outside the arena and also inside the arena with the bubble setup.
1: Yeah, so outside the arena, there's a, there's a lot of um, – you have a, a lot of barriers. They don't want anyone uh, you know, sort of finding their way uh, inside of that sort of – that enclave around the arena. They want to keep uh, the public out as much as possible. And that's the same around the hotels – uh, everything is, is cordoned off so you can't even really see what's going on on like the patio decks or on the outside areas, uh, either. So there's, there's those restrictions first of all and then, uh, when, when you go in you have the, the temperature checks, the medical checks, uh, you have to go through, you have an app on your phone that, uh, has to be verified by the person kind of checking you in. Uh, and then when you get up to the actual level in the arena where you're going to be, um, everything is, I mean I have sort of my station on one level or one rowish if they have the 300 level. And then my next closest colleague is, you know, on the opposite end, far away at their own little desk that has, you know, covered in hand sanitizer and sanitizing wipes and everything has to be wiped down immediately when you get there. And then uh, about every five minutes or so, a cleaning crew actually comes through and they lice all everything down and everything's being wiped where you may have touched it. Uh, so that's it's it's a sort of uncomfortable in a way and that you're not used to having so many people like wiping up after you and making sure that everything is sanitized obviously it's very necessary uh but it's a crew so, you know it's about 50 people just around at all times making sure that every single thing uh that could possibly be cleaned or taken care of uh is and, and are very very stringent about how long you're in the building for and, and how you know, how many people they have in there at a time so Uh, There's there's a lot of work, obviously, that went into this, and then now a lot of people are making sure that every single detail is being carried out properly.
0: Kristen Shilton, who covers the Maple Leafs for TSN, is our guest on Dickerson & Hood on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I have to imagine, Kristen that Canadian hockey fans are going crazy not being able to go to these playoff games in person. I can't imagine how unhappy they are. I'm sure they're so thrilled that the sport is back and they can watch it on television and listen to the games and everything. But for them not to be able to go to a playoff game, how tough is that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. I you know in Edmonton they had uh, this – big space outside the arena where they were encouraging fans to, you know, come in your car and you can watch what's going on on the screen. And, and there's, But that's obviously a much smaller number of fans that could be participating than what they're used to out in Edmonton. And, and in Toronto, I mean, Toronto will play its first game tomorrow, so we'll, we'll get a sense for sure. But usually Maple Leaf Square in front of um, the Scotiabank where all of these games are being played Normally on a playoff game day, I mean, it's you'd have people lining up hours beforehand to get in. They're watching the game on the big screen. There's a, a stage and there's music and there's uh, it's a whole party atmosphere. And now uh, we only just got into uh, stage three of reopening here in, uh, in Toronto. So it's only just that you can, you know, go to uh, get your hair cut again, let alone letting you outside. Uh, in that in that way, and they have uh, all of Maple Leaf Square completely closed off so that fans can't get in there. But I do think it's tough because that's part of you know sort of the joy of playoff hockey, and especially in Canadian cities. As you guys know, we haven't had a ton of success in terms of teams making playoffs up here. There hasn't been a lot of Canadian teams in the mix uh, over the last decade or so. And now that you've got a lot of Canadian teams involved, a lot of fans. Uh, that are hoping this different format maybe gives their team especially a little edge over somebody else because we don't really know how the layoff is going to affect which team or which players. It really feels like anybody's game. So I think there's a definite excitement that Playoff hockey is back, but one of the greatest parts of it is sharing it, uh, being outside, and and going to the games and being in the building. And certainly, the players have said they too are missing the fans. They don't uh, they don't have the same pump up energy that they're used to coming onto the ice when it's just the media in there. And there's you know no one's cheering, so it's a, it is a little bit different in that sense.
0: Kristen, based on some of the great games that we've seen so far, um, do you believe that you've seen more rest or rust from some of the players? Does it feel like regular season hockey so far?
1: You know, I thought uh, the preseason was pretty much what I, I should say the exhibition schedule little bit much of a preseason, just the one game per team. But I thought there was maybe just some, some fatigue showing through a little bit, it, especially later in games. There was a lot of sloppy play. Uh, in the late second and third periods of of, I think players as much as you practice and you played scrimmage games in phase three there's just no substitute for going up against someone who's not on your team and who's going to give you a ride into the boards and who's gonna you know be be really um, pushing you and really driving you and trying to get the puck off you and and you've got to catch up and there's There's all those little details you don't get until you're in a real game. So I thought that the uh, exhibition schedule, there wasn't a ton of uh, of really great hockey. But I thought the first game today, especially you see a fight in the first couple of minutes, you see uh, a ton of penalties, though. So that just shows you there is, you know, uh, coaches always say if there's stick penalties, those are just lazy penalties. That's your behind the play. So that's how you know that there is some catch up there. There's, there's definitely guys trying to get their feet back under them and remembering how to uh, you know to really execute at a high level without uh, taking those penalties. So it reminded me a little bit of the uh, the start of the regular season where you just see mistakes and you see some of those silly little plays that usually are out of everybody's system. You know, after a month or so, but this time around you really got to clean up uh, clean up your act quickly and you've got to be not making those little mistakes that can end up having a big effect on the outcome. You look at the Rangers today. I mean, if you don't take that many penalties, uh, maybe you have a a better outcome against Carolina.
0: Kristen, um, if this works, and it certainly seems like the bubble setup is more conducive to sports working with the NHL and the NBA. We're seeing all these positive tests right now in Major League Baseball. I think there's a lot of apprehension here in the States that football, Mm -hmm. the NFL, college football. If this works... Uh, and the NHL is able to, to play the rest of their season, you know, have this postseason uh, tournament and everything. Um, and these other sports sort of falter here. What could this do to, for the overall growth of the game? Not, not in Canada, of course. I just mean in the States for some of these markets maybe that, that aren't as strong as like, you know, we're in Chicago here, Jonathan and I. So, of course, we're in a very strong hockey market. But I just mean overall, if this works, how much could this benefit the NHL?
1: Well, it's funny you say that because I just um, I, I worked in the in the states for several years before I I moved up to Toronto and i has been interesting hearing from actually a lot of my American friends the last few days just saying oh hey you know I I caught that uh, exhibition game on NBC the other day and I was watching this and it was great I thought this was this was really cool I like what they're what they're doing with the um, you know with some of the effects that they have and it almost sounds like a real game and and there was just some. Some feedback I was getting that I don't usually get from uh, those friends specifically—they're not huge hockey fans, but they—you uh, know—you want to see a sport that kind of has it together. You feel like you can invest in it um, because, unlike with with baseball, especially, I mean, it feels very tenuous. It feels like at any moment they're going to have to shut the whole season down, uh, and you don't want to invest in something that feels uh, like maybe it's not so permanent. So, I, I think it can do a lot because. It's, it's kind of like with, with the NBA as well. Maybe you're not the biggest basketball fan, but it's the summer. There's not a lot of other programming on. Other shows um, specifically aren't, in, aren't be, even being made right now. A lot of production has shut down. And here you have, in my opinion, at least the best you know drama that there is, and that's live sports that actually means something. And uh, So I think just based on the first couple of days here and some of the feedback I've gotten, I think it can – have a really big effect because it's, it's a short-term commitment to hockey. It's not a long-term 82-game schedule. It's just two months of, of hey, every single day. There's going to be three hockey games on. And, you know, pick a team if you don't have one. Follow along, see what happens. Uh, and, and you've got something that, you know, you can watch the 70th show on Netflix or you can watch something where you don't know how it's going to end. So <laughs> I think there's, uh, there's a lot that can be said for uh, both leagues doing what they did to get going and then I think especially for hockey if this can't kind of draw some people into the sport that maybe aren't necessarily huge fans then I don't know what will because this is about the best I think that you're going to get on tv this summer for sure
0: Kristen thank you very very much keep up the outstanding work and stay safe okay
1: Uh, thank you so much for having me guys
0: Kristen Shilton from TSN covers the Maple Leafs with us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, and check out ESPN Audio at home by telling Alexa to play news from ESPN. ESPN Audio at home is brought to you by Mercedes Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes. From customization and service to financial assistance, Mercedes Benz Vans are ready for anything. Boy, you're looking at uh, one of the games we have on our monitor here in the Dickerson Hood Studios. The uh, Edmonton and Chicago going at it in the National Hockey League. Yeah, that has turned into uh, Houston versus Dallas in the NBA last night. 5-2 Chicago through Ooh. the middle of the second. That's a ton of scoring. The Hope just you had happy the... to be there Blackhawks. 5-2 Hope... over Euler.
1: <laughs> Hope you had the over.
0: <laughs> we'll talk some football coming up next. And What does it mean to be placed on COVID IR? We'll explain that straight ahead. Dickerson and Hood, CSPN Radio.